More lies, deceit, and distractions coming from the White House? We're here to break it down. I'm Nico Fideli. And I'm Brittany Fideli. And this is For the Republic. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Ask not what your country can do for you. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Welcome back to another episode of For the Republic. We're so happy to have you here. Make sure you like this video and share it with all of your friends. And if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so that you can be notified every Sunday night at 7 p.m. when a new episode premieres. We have a lot to talk about today, and the first thing that we're going to cover is the border crisis that's happening. And this is uh, something that we talked a little bit about last week. I don't know if you want to throw up those images. This is from the Texas-Mexico border. Yep, um, in Del Rio, Texas. Uh, so this bridge in Del Rio, Texas, uh, we showed this picture last week. It shows thousands of mig Haiti, Haitian migrants uh, coming over. And uh, it looks a lot different this week. And this is what it looks like this week. So you can see that it's been com almost completely cleared out. As of Thursday, there was only 3,000 left, which started at 15,000. Mm -hmm. And the way that this has been handled, I think, needs to we is not being talked about, and I think that's one of the things that we want to talk about today. So, 15,000 migrants from Haiti came over the border, and majority of them have been processed and moved to other checkpoints. Uh, with only as of Thursday, about 3,000 left, and we've now gotten reports that the Homeland Security has said that you know that this is really about an optics move that so we don't want this to show group of thousands of people in one area. So we're just gonna kind of split them up and move them to different areas. So it's kind of like an, an optics thing. It doesn't it doesn't really solve the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, we still have these migrants coming over. And also these migrants weren't tested for COVID-19. We, right. We've been told that none of these migrants, 15,000 migrants have been tested for COVID-19. So here we have a crisis at the border with thousands of people just coming over and being processed and kind of being shifted around. Meanwhile, we have people who work in Canada, who live in the United States or live in Canada, work and vice versa, and they're having trouble seeing their families, having trouble going back and forth to the border because it's completely locked down. So right. th th it's very conflicting of what we're seeing. And the main headlines about the border are about border patrol agents. Right. Border Patrol agents. I think it's interesting to note that we are keeping the country safe, though, because two of the VIEW co-hosts were escorted off the set today or uh, on Friday, was it? Yeah. Friday, because they tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And we wanted to protect Kamala Harris. Oh, um, right. But all Vice of the President other Kamala people Harris, yeah. who are in contact with the 15,000 migrants coming through the uh, Texas border, those people are not at risk. Right, so right. I just want to be really clear that we are protecting America by keeping the views of, of uh, the co-host views off of the air. But, yeah. um, you know, what what that's what really matters. It's what's, it's what's really important. So yeah, right. who cares about Canada? <laughs> and, who, and who cares about these Haitian migrants that are, uh, you know, heavily loaded with who knows what and uh, not required to be vaccinated and mm -hmm. not required to be tested at all. Yeah. But, you know, we're focusing on the important things. Yeah. While millions, literally millions of Americans are going to lose their jobs uh, come, you know, come the next coming months when right. this these vaccine mandates come down. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're just a allowing 15,000 plus migrants to come over to the border without being tested, without being vaccinated. Uh, nothing like that. And the I'm curious to know where they're going to get work, uh, considering most of mm, the, good the point. most of these employers are, are putting out vaccine mandates. <laughs> As I'm just curious, like, where are these people going to work now yeah. that we have all these vaccine mandates out uh, in the job places? I mean, I guess that's a different subject that we'll have to broach in a few months when we have, like, you know, millions of people living on unemployment. But, uh, you know. Well, it's interesting to talk they're about. They're basically probably going to find a job under the table and they're not going to ha have to pay taxes. So... I mean, right. they'll be the ones working and not paying the taxes while we're on unemployment paying the taxes. <laughs> well, actually, you won't be on unemployment because you, you actually can't qualify for unemployment if you've been let go from your workplace. Oh, that's true. Uh, for refusing to submit to a vaccine mandate, or at least that is the case right now in New York State. And maybe that will change in the yeah. near future. We'll see. But as of right now in New York State, if you are fired or let go from your uh, workplace because you refuse to submit to a vaccine mandate, then you actually don't qualify for unemployment. So yeah. you'll just be... You'll just be unemployed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So, you know, good luck. Yeah, we're doing good things, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. So back to the border. <laughs> yeah, back to the border. Uh, so I'm sure you guys have seen this picture. This is a famous picture going around of uh, Border Patrol agents supposedly whipping the migrants. Mm-hmm. Um, so Those heartless Border yeah, Patrol agents. Those heartless patrol, <laughs> Border Patrol agents. Yeah. Texans, man, I tell so, you. <laughs> I, I am not too familiar with horseback riding, but I, I know you, you have some... Some prior experience yeah, with horseback riding. Yeah, a little riding. bit, of, a little bit of experience. Yeah. yeah, I used to whip people all the time off. off yeah, from, is, from is that? Why don't you tell us about that? Is that something that happens a lot? Really easy. Just... We're we're trained in it. All horseback riders. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's actually like it kind of comes natural. You just <laughs> once you're on the back of a horse, you just have this uh, innate desire to just whip mm, people. Right. Yeah. So, so what, no, no, not really. Though. What what is it exactly that he has in his hand that kind of uh, is being portrayed as a whip? So that's called a, that's called a rein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that is that something that you that's, beat people with or? Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's it, it could be used to beat people. <laughs> in this case, it appears that way. Um, but it uh, it actually is not. It's how you control the direction that your horse goes in, or how fast or how slow mm-hmm. your horse is moving. So the the reins are actually connected to uh what's called a bit, and that's inside the horse's mouth. And okay. it is it is how you you control left or right, or how fast your horse is going. It's also how you uh would uh. You know, sometimes you have to give the horse like a little whack on their mm-hmm. on their bottom if they're acting up or if they're kind of not following directions and stuff. So you might use it for that. Uh, it's typically not used for whipping people. They actually make whips specifically to whip people. And we, <laughs> we know that because uh, we've seen them used, um, you know, throughout history, yeah, specifically, yeah, yeah. you know, in the case of Jesus and his crucifixion. So we actually know what whips are, and this is not one of them. Yeah, this is not a whip. And uh, it's very clear that this is... This is something that the White House, the media, they have taken and they've ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, even there's even been, you know, articles and headlines that have not been uh, corrected, but have been changed. So, mm-hmm. like uh, official, like it, it was it was first reporting that Border Patrol agents were whipping migrants, and then mm-hmm. it was changed to like Border Patrol agents, you know, looking like they're. Have uh, some sort of whip or something like that, you know, and it's just just changing. Border word patrol and, agents looking menacingly. Yeah, looking menacingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so right. even even the person that took the photograph, he even said that no, that's not what I was taking a right. photograph of. And it's there's actually video evidence of what actually happened, and we're we're going to show that to you guys right now. So this is courtesy of uh, Sweet Baby Gang on TikTok. He has this video of what the actual whip incident looked like in the border and you can see that same person with the black shirt and shorts and there there you can see that that's the famous photo there and i didn't see any whipping did you see any whipping no no i mean it didn't appear to be any whipping nope i don't think so whip free whip free there whip free border patrol agents so it just it just looks like the border patrol agents are just they were just simply doing their job there right right i think and um now we've got this has gone so far that there's there's an investigation being launched. Right. And even uh, Joe Biden came out Thursday. Don't quote me on that. Could have been uh, could have been Friday. Um, but he uh, said that he plans to make sure that the investigation goes through on the Border Patrol agents and that they, they will answer for whipping these Haitian migrants at the at the border. And it's crazy to me because um, they know at this point that it's a it's just a blatant lie. Like they have the footage. They yeah, have I mean, the information. We just conducted our own investigation. Right. So and, you know, case closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have video evidence with the very few resources that we have here. I mean, we don't have a lot of connections with like the CIA or like the FBI. So, um, but you know, what little connections we do have with the internet, we were able to figure out right away that this is a false story. We're able to debunk this. So the White House has that information. They know that. And it's just another blatant lie, you know, coming right from from the horse's mouth. And I actually want to play. answer for this. And and what kind of, uh, what kind of support does that show for the border agents who are actually having to face this every day? I mean, could you imagine having to go to work and, and like have to round up people on a daily basis? that are literally illegally crossing the border into your into your state where your family lives and where your kids are growing up and then you have the president of the United States saying he's going to make sure that you answer for your your actions it's, yeah. it's insane I want to play a, a little clip of this is what the what sound this is what the president sounded like given what we saw at the border this week have you failed in that promise 
And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treat it like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. <laughs> so <laughs> there's our commander in chief talking about how this is an embarrassment and this is right. not who we are. Um, I mean, what is more embarrassing? Uh, the fact that this is completely false. I mean, or the fact that we actually killed civilians in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, not not just civilians, but seven children. Yeah, uh, and uh, and an American ally. So it's it, yeah, it's it's important to note that uh, it, apparently now in Joe Biden's America, doing your job and upholding the law that is an embarrassment. Yeah, um, you're an embarrassment to the country if you if you do those things if you if you live and abide by the law legally and you uphold the position that you're appointed to as a as an officer of the law or as a as a you know border patrol agent mm -hmm. that is that's an embarrassment but if you are the president of the white house and you can't make it through a speech without falling asleep then you are a proud <laughs> american let me tell you if you can't make it through a speech without blatantly lying about the country and the people that you represent then you should be a proud american yeah so and i think it's crazy that his the words that he chooses I mean, he's saying that the, they're going to launch an investigation, that people will have consequences, but literally, and and I love how he says that he takes responsibility, and he always takes responsibility and immediately blames somebody else right. in the same first breath. Thing he does. That's the first thing he does, and yeah. he's done that countless times now. Yeah. But the fact that he's saying that these people will pay, that there will be consequences, yet there is no investigation for the mm -hmm. drone strike in Afghanistan. There's, as far as I know, he... Any uh, there is no repercussions for what happened well, they, in Afghanistan. I think they've come out and said that there will not be any uh, there will not be any charges filed for that. Oh really? So so I think that that's been officially that's kind of been officially sealed and done. That's oh, that's, that's, dead that's in, the, in the books. Yeah, that's in the books now. Um, there's not going to be any sort of uh, any any further pursuit of uh, charges or investigation there with what went, with what happened in Afghanistan. So you can you can uh, you know try to uphold the laws of the United States. You can you can do your job as a border patrol agent, and that is considered wrong according to the president of the United States. But if you if you just you know get it wrong and you drone strike a, a car mm -hmm. with innocent civilians and seven children then it's like oops well like just yeah. mark that off in the book says like yeah. a, it a, a whoopsie it was a justice killing just, just a whoopsie <laughs> yeah. you know like it's it's crazy to me the the uh the the contrary or the contradiction between what the white house expects out of itself and what it expects out of the american people is just it's it's crazy and that would be probably why uh, biden is falling so heavily in in the polls i mean his approval yeah. ratings down like 26 percent in the last couple months so i mean it's it's wildly crazy to me that he would just come out and say this and it, the the thing is, you know, what's interesting, I think, and maybe you want to speak further on this, is that they, there's no shame. Mm -hmm. Like, they have no shame in just yeah. blatantly lying about the American people, and they have no shame in blatantly lying to the American people. It's like there's there's no accountability, and they have absolutely no moral compass there. Yeah, I mean, th and th this is... This is coming from the administration that's self-proclaimed as the most moral administration in ever in the United States, and they're saying things like this, and they're... Uh, Clearly, they don't care who they throw under the bus as long as it makes them look good and as right. long as it makes them look like they're – this is literally what intersectional politics looks like. This is what happens when we have a president who just cares about checking off certain boxes mm -hmm. and doesn't actually care about doing his job, doesn't actually care about protecting the American people, right. doesn't actually care about securing our borders, doesn't actually care about people who are going to be unemployed through these vaccine mandates, doesn't actually care – uh, how much of a threat COVID is. Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't care about any of that. He doesn't care about, he, all he cares about is making people like in his, around his circle and himself look good, mm -hmm. whatever the optic is. And that's, and that, that goes back to that, that article we were talking about from the Daily Wire about the, the, the migrants and the, someone from the uh, Department of Homeland Security said, this is an optics thing. Like right. literally came out and said that, you know, us clearing the border, us clearing the, 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 the bridge in Del Rio, Texas, that was an optics. It was mm -hmm. it was all about the appearance. 
And that's all this Biden administration cares about. They care yes. about the appearance. Right. I agree. And that's why it's it's constantly uh, tossing the responsibility to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's Florida's fault. It's it's DeSantis's fault that COVID is spreading. Yeah. It's the unvaccinated's fault that that COVID is spreading. It is Texas's fault that there's a border patrol crisis because their you know border patrol agents are are not doing their job correctly. It is uh, it's Trump's fault that gas prices are higher. That inflation is happening. It's Trump's fault that. Uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal was was so terribly executed, even though the White House, uh, Biden's White House, had uh, information that came in before that mm-hmm. they knew that the intelligence that they were operating on was incorrect. Yeah. Um, and, and they knew that pretty much for sure. And they still operated off based off of that intelligence. Then they, they blow the whole thing. They screw it up. Then they lie about their drone strike and everything else. And it's it's literally always somebody else's fault. It's somebody. They, there's no responsibility ever taken for the action that's coming out of the White House. Yeah. And the and, and and the crazy thing is is that they're using all of this distraction and all of this noise to just like go wild in, in the house, you know, like let's see what we can put through while people aren't paying attention to what's going on. Yep. You know, there's been some there's been some developments in, in banking and things that are going through the White House. There's been some developments in abortion of things that are going through the White House and it's just things that you don't even I mean, they voted on an abortion bill, I believe. Friday, I believe it was Friday. They voted on, a, on an abortion bill. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. I, I hadn't even heard about it until literally Elise Stefana came out and said, "I'm I'm proud that I voted no against yeah. this." You know, so and then and then I'm like, "Well, when the heck was this going through?" <laughs> you yeah, know? I believe because it's supposed so much to, going on. I believe it it would be legislation that would supersede the state's authority in in order to roll back kind of the Roe v. Wade standards. Right. So I mean, I I didn't the only the only. The only reason why I heard about it was because uh, our representative mm-hmm. voted no on it, like right. you said, and uh, that—that's exactly right. This all—they are controlling the media cycle, mm-hmm. and by the, the Biden administration, um, by our institutions, they're controlling the media cycle. They're controlling the information that's being fed to the American people. Right. I mean, we've heard Jen Psaki from uh, just from the pulpit on, on a presser that they they tell Facebook, they tell social media what they mm-hmm. want to be in the cycle, what they want to be taken down. And what is false news? What is and false what's news? Not, what's right? not? This is very scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this this is setting a huge precedent. And if you think that it's all innocent, you know, of like games right now. I mean, just imagine what the what the next president would do. Absolutely, and and that's and and this is not something that we're saying because the White House right now is controlled by uh, a, a Democrat majority. Right. This yeah. is concerning across the board. This right. is concerning w- with any administration. I would be I would be absolutely floored by any administration taking the liberties that that this administration takes on uh, on what is considered free speech, on mm-hmm. what is considered social media, on what is is able to be represented. Um, so I, I, to me, it's just like, it, it's a crazy thing to have uh, our, our media censored in that way. Yeah. And to me, it's really crazy that the media is not fighting back because they're really, they're losing the power that they have yeah. to- Credibility, uh, power, right, influence. Yes. Right. I mean, because at one point in time, there was an integrity that came along with being a reporter. It yeah. was it was about reporting the truth. It was about reporting facts. And even reporters would sit on things that they knew because they knew if they released them, that it could hurt an investigation or hurt what was going on and now it's like a free for all. Mm-hmm. It's like the the whatever is the whatever is the narrative that the White House is putting out, the media just follows right along with that and that's crazy to me that they're giving up so much of their of their ability to report the truth and really to inform people who don't necessarily have access to the 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 uh, lesser known facts, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's it's amazing just to do your own research and to search on search engines. We showed an example of it last week about you know, pushback from the vaccine mandates. I mean, Google is with their algorithms is is kind of suppressing certain things, mm-hmm. not even not even taking in consideration the words that you're typing in. Mm-hmm. And and so you have to find other means in order to get the information that you want. And it, it's, it's funny you bring that up because actually one of our viewers was uh, talking to me this week about having watched last week's episode mm-hmm. on on the uh, the search engine. And they actually started using DuckDuckGo because of what we showed there. And oh, they, yeah. Uh, they, they did the same thing where they were researching something. And it was actually biblical. So it wasn't mm. even like a, a mainstream media thing. And they couldn't get any of the results that they wanted on the first page of Go- of the Google search. And then they brought up DuckDuckGo. And the first three articles that, that was brought up, it was exactly 
exactly what they were looking for. So they were like, they were talking about um, wow. how much they appreciated that information coming out of last week's podcast. Oh, interesting. That's good. Good to know. It's a good tidbit. And DuckDuckGo, not a sponsor, but maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you guys, ha- we have to get creative in order to find the information that we want, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And and it's unless we have, you know, formal discussions like this, unless we uh, talk amongst our peers and things like that, I mean, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we really have to be diligent. We have to do our homework. We have to uh, really do our, our due diligence and uh, spread the truth and to uh, call out the gaslighting, call out the lies and deceit. Right. And um, so furthermore on that, furthermore on lies and deceit, uh, we also have another lie coming from the White House, actually coming from the commander in chief himself about uh, Pfizer boosters. Yes. So what's going on there? So this week, the uh, the CDC and the FDA did some. Uh, they have they've been doing a, a an investigation. I shouldn't say investigation is probably not the right word, but a study to see uh, a pri- yeah, the, private study. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, a study to see how effective the boosters would be for mm-hmm. um, like Moderna, Pfizer, so on and so forth. So uh, people who have received already their their one or two doses, depending on which vaccine you got, uh, and to see. If they could receive a booster vaccine within six months or nine months, like what 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 the process is. So the FDA and the CDC, they came out this week and they recommended that um, that the booster shot is not actually for all Americans, that they recommend it for Americans 65 and older. So who fall yep. in that um, in that real high risk category of uh, of older age and then those who uh, work in a place where a pre-existing condition can cause them to be at a higher risk yep. for contracting uh, the the virus. So those people were who they recommended for the booster shot. Uh, if they've yeah. already received the first two shots, eighteen they through sixty four with high risk, right. and eighteen through sixty four with those frequent institutional or occupational exposure to and COVID. That's, yeah, and that's six months after receiving your second yeah. shot. So I mean, I, th- this th- this to me, this guideline actually makes sense to me. Right. So if you are sixty five years of older. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I definitely recommend. I mean, if we were to just take this rubric and apply it to the vaccine, I think it makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, Sixty-five years of older, I think that it's it's a it's good to get the vaccine. Uh, Eighteen through sixty-four, if you have a high risk of severe COVID nineteen symptoms, probably a good idea to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a frequent institution or occupational exposure to COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. good idea to get the vaccine. I don't know why this rubric wasn't applied to the original vaccine. Um, I feel like that would have incentivized people to get vaccinated more than right. what we're dealing with more now. More than trying to force them yeah. or pay them. <laughs> but even with this rubric, it's not good enough for the White House. Right, no. Um, no, they have to come out and exaggerate what the FDA yeah, and the what CDC the FDA, says. I, I don't know what the repercussions are going to be for this, but this is what our commander-in-chief has said about the booster shot. COVID-19. Now, we've made important progress uh, on each front. And this week, as planned, we took a key step in protecting the vaccinated with booster shots, which our top government doctors believe provides the highest level of protection available to date. The Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, they've completed their independent scientific review. And based on that review, the majority of Americans who were fully vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine are now able to receive the booster shot six months after they've received their second shot. So he says majority of Americans. Majority of Americans, right. And so actually Dr. Fauci was questioned about this too because uh, they were they were asking him what's with the contradiction coming mm. from the White House, uh, really kind of superseding what the FDA and the CDC has actually recommended. And it's, it's crazy because Biden doesn't just, uh, President Biden doesn't just say, uh, based on their findings, we are recommending. He actually says the FDA and the CDC yeah, so he's doing recommend the, that or are, 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 are yeah. saying that it's approved for the majority of Americans who received the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy to me that unless every person who received the Pfizer vaccine is 65 years or older or in a high risk category, which I can't imagine is the case, uh, considering how many people live in this country. Mm-hmm. But so he he blatantly lies about that. And then they questioned Dr. Fauci on it. And they said, well, what's with the contradiction? Are you saying that the FDA and the CDC is wrong and he said oh no no uh what it is is that these risk groups actually cover most of americans which I, how does that make any sense 
which no. most of Americans are not in a high risk group. No. Now you can say that maybe they work in a in a job that they could get exposed to COVID, which I don't know anybody who doesn't work in a job yeah. that couldn't get exposed to COVID. Even people who work from home but are going to be literally exposed the FDA. To this is this is the FDA.gov says uh, ages eighteen through sixty four who's frequent institutional or occupational exposure puts them at high risk. Right. So, I mean, unless you, uh, I feel like when I read that, I'm thinking like healthcare, right? right? I'm right. thinking of like nursing homes. I'm thinking of nurse, like mm-hmm. nurses and hospitals, doctors, things like that, who are in constant contact with patients who may have COVID. Right. So I, I don't consider that as somebody going to a nine to five, like at a grocery store or something like that. I mean, right, right. you're not frequently being exposed to COVID. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if you, I, I would say, even if you work at a grocery store, like you're, you're no more at risk than you were yesterday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. the, the risk, the risk is the risk it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. So I, it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me that the, the blatant lies, the blatant spin of what is actually coming out of the white. House. So, so Biden lies about it. Then Fauci, to cover up Biden's lying about it, mm-hmm. lies even further and says this does cover most of Americans and does not cover most of Americans. I mean, at least the way that the CDC and the FDA have worded it, it does not cover most of Americans. And unless they come out and they have some kind of uh, like a, a, a rewording, mm-hmm. then then that's that's just the case. The yeah. the FDA and the CDC did not recommend it for most Americans. They recommended it for people who are at high risk because of their occupational exposure or people who are 65 and older, mm-hmm. which to me was always kind of our target groups anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly right. And um, what do you think the repercussions? I mean, I, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, okay, so the White House is not being honest. Uh, our institutions are not being honest. Fauci is not being honest. What are what are some of the repercussions of this? Why is this so dangerous to go down this path? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think as far as actual um, legal repercussions that you're going to see anything. Right, I think right, this right. White House is going to get, I guess, get uh, away scot-free. Yeah, more to rephrase, uh, how is this dangerous for our country? It's, I think it's dangerous for our country because it—, it um, it cultivates a culture of more mistrust, mm-hmm. more mistrust in our media, in our in our government, in the uh, government organizations such as the FDA, the CDC, things like that. There's so much information out there right now that is either um, contradictory, that is wrong, that is right, that is confused, that is uh, jumbled, and and people just don't know who to trust. And mm-hmm. this kind of behavior only encourages and cultivates that that culture. And so the White House wants to come out and they say, "Oh, we're tired. We're we're." We're getting. We're done being patient. We've been patient, yeah. and now we're sick of that's, the unvaccinated. That still right brings chills down my spine. Right. It's, the, so the it's president crazy says to me. that we're losing our patience. Yeah. So <laughs> so they're losing their patience. Although they they've been patient and they tried to give us a chance, but now they're losing their patience with the American people who are unvaccinated, mm-hmm. who are making the decision for themselves, and then they blatantly lie from the White House and say, this is fact, this is fact, this Mm -hmm. is fact, and this is not just on COVID-19. This is on all sorts of issues coming out of the White House. They lied about Afghanistan, blatantly lied about the drone strike. They blatantly lied about what's happening at the border. They blatantly lied about our Border Patrol agents. They blatantly lied about COVID, the treatments, whether they were going to enforce a vaccine mandate or not. All of this stuff they have lied about over and over again. And then they say that they're impatient with people who are reluctant to get vaccinated. You are cultivating this culture. Mm-hmm. You are cultivating a culture where people distrust the government. You are cultivating a culture where people distrust the information that is coming from any sort of government resource or government website or government organization. People are questioning it and they're looking, you know, you say like, oh, these people, they're getting their information from these backdoor doctors on YouTube. Well, where else are they supposed to get truthful yeah. information? Because they yeah. can see that there's blatant lies coming from the White House. So in order to preserve any sort of integrity for the government, I, I don't see how uh, they can allow Biden to continue to talk. Mm. I, I just don't see how President Biden can continue to speak words and the White House maintain any sort of integrity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Jen Psaki doesn't do him any favors either, constantly covering yeah. up for him and constantly uh, making she I th- feel like whenever somebody like Peter Ducey like calls out the administration, she twists it and doesn't answer mm-hmm. the question and do- either does dodging or makes it something that uh, like a totally different topic. Mm-hmm. I, we've seen that countless times. And to me, like uh, transparency in an administration is how we keep our society intact, because all this is going to do is going to continue to divide our country. Right. And the one of the divisions that we're facing right now 
is how far this is going to go. I mean, there's two sides. There's one side saying, you know, if we just get through this pandemic, then things will be back to normal. Um, if we just, you know, comply for right now, things will get back to normal. But it, I'm sorry, but history is on our side, on the other side. You know, right, like right. we there, people can say, hey, there's no evidence that this will go down a slippery slope. And I say there's even more of less evidence that this is not going to like have not going to continue because mm-hmm. we've seen it happen in history where. When when a freedom is taken away, it doesn't. It, you can't not, get it back unless you fight not, for it. Right. It's not it coming not back. back right. It's not giving back. Anytime the government uh, starts a new program, every time the government takes an inch, I mean, they they never give it back. Right. I mean, think we can think of like something as simple as income tax, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, income tax was supposed to be a temporary thing to help the war effort, and now we pay income tax. It's a regular thing. I wonder if, like, all of Americans just, like, stopped paying income tax and they were like, hey, listen, it's wrong that you tax us because this was supposed to be temporary. It's actually <laughs> illegal for you to tax us and just, like, stop paying their income tax. I wonder what the, the IRS would really have the power to do at that point. Yeah, I don't know. Just curious. I you, mean, got, you guys try it and let me know how it works. <laughs> hey, you guys try it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Yeah. No don't tax go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so things things like that. I mean, th- so we, we're seeing this huge divide in our society right now to a point where we might not be able to live peacefully. We There might be a line in the sand where I, I, I foresee constitutional states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see states that operate outside of the federal government mm-hmm. and um th- this tr- if this trend continues then we'll, we could possibly see a huge divide in our country yeah that's i i think that that's uh that eventually could be the case if things don't change drastically and they don't mm-hmm. change drastically very quickly i think that you will begin to see a divide of of and and this is not to say like you know oh one side versus the other like democrats versus republicans right, right. because i think that the majority of democrats um are are not foolish enough to buy into what's coming out of the White House. I don't yeah. think that Biden represents the majority of Democrats. I think he represents the majority of deceased Democrats who voted in the 2020 <laughs> election. I'm just kidding. Uh, low key, not really. Um, but so I think that uh, he doesn't at this point, the, the outrageousness, the things that are coming out, the lies and stuff, I don't think that that represents uh, Democratic people. I don't think that we're just like sitting here like, oh, all Democrats are liars. But no, I do think yeah. that eventually you will see a, a kind of a, a red versus blue divide. And I think you're going to see those red states that say, you know what, we're tired of operating within this lawlessness that's coming out of the White House. We're tired of operating uh, under a White House that does not operate by the Constitution, that does not follow federal law, that does not follow the, the uh, restrictions that our country has. Um, that just signs executive orders and just puts into place things that uh, are not legal and waits for the court to have to shut them down. So I think that eventually you're going to see that divide. And I hope that uh, we're able to reverse course soon enough that it, it doesn't split the country into mm-hmm. into either um, separate entities or a, a totally different country um, or even to see like a, a civil war rise up. And it's it's crazy. People say you know, that they don't see this happening. Um, but if if you look at, <laughs> this is, is a wild comparison, but if you look at, uh, th- if you look at Germany, Hitler's Germany, mm-hmm. you, you saw uh, Hitler very uh, well. He, he, he did a very good job of making the Jews a second-class citizen. Yeah, yep. And you're beginning to see the same behavior out of the White House with people who are unvaccinated or people who are Republican. You're starting to see them identify uh, those people as a second-class citizen. Mm -hmm. They're a second-class group of people. Yeah. And you're starting to see that in what they're able to do, Mm -hmm. what their freedoms are, where they're able to work, um, if they're able to uh, access medical care in certain cases. So you're starting to see that kind of stuff come out. And people think like, well, that's never going to happen. We're never going right. to see that kind of behavior out of America. You'll never see, you know, you'll never see like a World War II type behavior out of America because Biden isn't Hitler, but that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And if you if you look at some of the uh, the people who survived the Holocaust, the Jews who survived the Holocaust, one of the things that they said is that these things happened little by little. It mm-hmm. was one law, then another law, and they thought, we just have to get through this. Mm-hmm. We just have to get through this pandemic is kind of right. the idea right. that, that um, the Jewish people of Germany had. And then they ended up uh, being executed, you know, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's crazy to me. But there are dictators who have been able to literally uh, kill six million Jews because they were able to turn them into second class citizens. And if people think that that is far beyond what the White House is capable of doing, then you have not been paying attention the last seven or eight months. Yeah, I mean, that history is doomed to repeat itself if we don't learn from it. And right. I, I think it's very naive uh, to 
say that something can't turn into something else because mm-hmm. I mean if we just look at history and how the persecution of people groups and things like that have happened throughout history we're doomed to repeat it if we don't learn from it right and I think we're we put ourselves in a very dangerous box if we say oh that can never happen mm-hmm. or that can never happen I don't I don't foresee that happening and um, just you know people I've talked with about vaccine mandates I, I say that this is a slippery slope of what comes next. And, you know, people have said, eh, it's not a slippery slope. I mean, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, just because you want to see the good or you are you are looking at the um, quote unquote positives of what the mandate is now, um, that doesn't mean that it, it doesn't get taken and people run with it and it doesn't turn into something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, so like, it, like you were saying, uh, 1940s Germany, the the propaganda it was is very similar to what our our media does now where right. the the government and the media work hand in hand and they only distribute the information that they that they want the people to know mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things uh with any dictator Mussolini Hitler uh Stalin those those three major players one of the first things that they did i mean in Fidel Castro one of the first things that they did to make sure that they had uh, complete control was to disarm the American people. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we heard that from this administration oh. that, you know, that we're going to take away your pistols? Your I pistols. Mean, I mean, right. we're, we're ta- like, we're, and could you imagine like 20 years ago or 20, 25 years ago in the 1996 uh, assault, assault weapons ban, could you imagine, you know, people then they were, they were thinking, you know, when's this going to stop? Are they mm-hmm. going to start coming after all of our guns? Right. No, they're they're just taking no. away the military yep. style guns. It's it's going to be okay and not mm-hmm. a slippery slope. Right. And here we are. This administration. I mean, the first couple months into his administration, he was talking about taking away pistols. Right. So I mean, like, th- this is a slippery slope that. And it's still something that, and just to, I know that there's been a lot of other distractions going on because mm-hmm. they've screwed up so much stuff. Um, but this is still an agenda that they are pushing. This is not yeah. something that they just said a couple months in and then they haven't been talking about it. They've actually been talking about it this whole time. Yeah. You're just not hearing about it. Yeah, and that's one of the tactics that this administration is very good at mm-hmm. is they're able to control the media cycle so well that here we are talking about border patrol agents supposedly whipping migrants for a mm-hmm. week while under the table they're trying to pass things like, you know, uh, you have to uh, every transaction above $600, you have to report to the IRS. And, yeah. you know, we're talking about the, that abortion policy and we're talking about gun control. Mm-hmm. All this is going on in the background, the infrastructure bill. Luckily, there are Democrats that still have half a brain and we're like, this is way too much money. Right. But also, there is so much stuff in the infrastructure bill that had nothing to do with infrastructure. Right. That would have vastly changed uh, our day-to-day lives in America. And people aren't paying attention to that because they don't have the immediate access to the information. Immediate access to the information. And, and I think a lot of times people... Um they get overwhelmed and bogged down with all of the negative that's going on and the feeling of not being able to do anything about it that they just stop caring. You Mm -hmm. know, how many people did you see that were like, when are we going to get our third, um, our third stimulus check? When are we going to get our third (laughs) stimulus check? And we were like, don't you know, like all the crap that's in that third stimulus check bill, you know, like the gender studies funding for Pakistan and like all of the ridiculous stuff that was in it. And and they're like, well, yeah, but I want my $1,400 or I want my, you know, $2,800 or whatever it is that you call for and and it was to me it was just like insane like I, I would forfeit that uh, in a heartbeat to to yeah. not see the White House be able to manipulate what is going on right and so that's just crazy stuff but I think people just kind of get overwhelmed and they think you know what just give me my fourteen hundred dollars because I'm sick of hearing about this yeah. you know what I mean and so it, it's it's unfortunate but it's definitely the the wrong uh, the wrong approach and it's a uh, you know kind of bury your head in the sand and you won't know what's going on around you and that's not true you you know you can still you're still gonna get hurt if your head's buried in the sand you know just because you don't see it coming doesn't mean it's not coming yeah so and and i mean like it's just we're literally like being a dead horse with this but it's so important that like if we look at how long this pandemic has been drawn out Mm -hmm. i mean is a perfect example of what lengths they'll go to to maintain control to maintain the information to uh i mean I, i honestly think they're going to make this pandemic last as long as they can until we have mm-hmm. a socialistic kind of government. I mean, I, th- I mean, there are people in this administration that 
it would it would be a dream come true if there was never a, another election in this country. Yeah, and so I think we should all stop social distancing and start socialism distancing. Socialism distancing? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> what is that? Idea. Where you distance yourself from socialism. Oh, so. okay, socialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. socialism distancing. Instead of distancing ourselves from each other, from one another as Americans, we should just distance ourselves from the White House and their socialistic yeah. <laughs> views. Well, so. I mean, I, I really hope that... Uh, this vaccine mandate doesn't doesn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a, a huge blunder for um, for us as a as a capitalistic free democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, there are, there are other things, unfortunately, that are happening throughout the world besides mm-hmm. what's going on inside our borders. Um, there, Israel was in the news this week. Yeah, yeah, I believe uh, the uh, the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Received so, a, a a bill or um, a proposition. Yeah. So this was this was to uh, further fund military aid to Israel, mm-hmm. and uh, Rashida Tlaib and the squad are amongst the uh, the leaders in the uh, kind of the resistance to supporting Israel, and uh, it, it's it's honestly disgusting how the language that they are able to get away with mm-hmm. talking about Israel. I mean, it's one thing. If you if you don't want to send support over the Middle East because of the problems in the Middle East, I mean, you can make an argument for that. Although I think Israel is one of our greatest allies, they've they've stuck by with us ever since their foundation, and I, I think that they would they would help us if we were ever in a time of need. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to have them as a strong ally. Um, but uh, even if you wanted to make the argument that. You know, it, it's it, it, America has no business, you know, getting involved in the Middle East or whatever. I mean, that's fine. But people like Rashida Tlaib, AOC and all in the squad, all they talk about is how evil supposedly Israel is mm-hmm. when all they want to do is defend themselves. I mean, right. you have a country here that literally gives the enemy a warning to say, get out of the building because we're going to blow it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many there is no country ever. The United States doesn't do that. Right. No, we we blow it, up children actually, <laughs> and, and actually, you know, it's interesting to point out that that Israel has given ground. So you yeah. know, so they've they've given up a portion of the Gaza Strip that now belongs to Palestine. They have given up actual land. Could you imagine yeah. if Mexico was just like, hey, we want Texas back? You know, like, and 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 yeah, what, what I'll even go say? farther with that. This is this is a, that's a perfect example. Let's say we give Mexico Texas. And Mexico actually doesn't do anything for Texas. It's just their territory. We still have to provide water. We still have to provide electricity. We still have to provide uh, policing because that's everything that Israel does for Gaza. Right, right. And then imagine that uh, Mexico was then launching rockets into the rest of America from yeah. Texas. Yeah. So just like um, <laughs> imagine that scenario. Mexico takes Texas back. We give them Texas back. Let's yeah, just yeah. say we give them Texas back. You know, on the good faith that Mexico is going to do something great with Texas, mm-hmm. and they they not only still receive help from America in Texas, but they actually bomb America yeah. from Texas. Yeah. I'm I'm just curious how many Americans would be sobbing like Rashida Tlaib and yeah. AOC were, uh, and on the Senate floor. Yeah, well, I, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because you know there there are still people in the government right now on the Democrat side that still have a moral compass and they still uh, uh, they still speak some truth and they still they, I want to give recognition where recognition is due. So this is a representative uh Ted Deutsch oh, out, of, we, out of Florida. Should we kind of recap what the the bill was to um help to fund the Iron Dome. So the yes, Iron Dome yes, helps prevent right. uh Israel from from being hit by these rockets. I believe something like 4500 rockets they uh it was able to yep. intercept or stop uh from going into Israel uh just last year. So yeah. that's that's actually where this funding is headed. It's it's headed yeah, it's to a, uh continue yeah, the This is something that we do every year for Israel. Right. Uh we can Continue to fund their Iron Dome so that they have their defenses. I mean, and honestly, the Iron Dome is such a such a powerful piece of technology mm-hmm. because it allows them to intercept rockets without necessarily firing back. Right. So, without, I mean, without going without uh, any kind of uh, retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, there comes times where they do have to retaliate. But the the tactics that the Gaza Strip uses and Hamas uses, it always puts civilians in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And they know that the the media cycle, especially in America, will run with it when a civilian dies in the Gaza Strip. So mm-hmm. they're, they're very smart with the tactics that they use. And unfortunately, Israel is always caught in the crossfire. So the Iron Dome really kind of helps them protect their people and also 
uh, prevents them from having to retaliate against uh, Hamas as as often as as they they otherwise would have. Um, so this is Representative Ted Deutsch out of Florida. He responds to Rashida Tlaib, um, and I'll, I'll just let him speak uh, because it, it was it's really powerful what he says. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I have a speech about how important it is for us to stand up against terror and the terror strikes against Israel launched by the terrorist group Hamas from Gaza. 4,500 rockets that Iron Dome helped us stop. And I have a speech that's all about how important it is for us to replenish that. But Mr. Speaker, I cannot, I cannot allow one of my colleagues to stand on the floor of the House of Representatives and label the Jewish democratic state of Israel an apartheid state. I reject it. Today, this caucus, this body, the House of Representatives will overwhelmingly stand with our ally, the state of Israel, in replenishing this defensive system. If you believe in human rights, if you believe in saving lives, Israeli lives and Palestinian lives, I say to my colleague who just besmirched our ally, then you will support this legislation. Mr. Speaker, we can have an opportunity to debate lots of issues on the House floor, but to falsely characterize the state of Israel is consistent with those, let's be clear, it's consistent with those who advocate for the dismantling of the one Jewish state in the world. And when there is no place on the map for one Jewish state, that's anti-Semitism. And I reject that. I stand in support of this important legislation. I'm glad that there's somebody on the Democrat side of the aisle that's willing to call out the anti-Semitic rhetoric inside the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we stand with Israel. I think it's really important that we support them. And I'm glad that there's Democrats that also agree. And it's not just a one-sided issue. There's no reason why supporting Israel should be a one-sided issue. And I'm glad to see Representative Ted Deutsch uh, stand by his moral moral convictions there. Um, So yeah, today on For the Entertainment, what do we got? We got uh, a couple games to talk about. Yeah. A couple predictions. So we got uh, we got uh, Bengals at Steelers, mm-hmm. and we have uh, Jets at Broncos. Yeah, right. Jets at Jets. Yeah, Jets at Broncos. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. This is our our home debut this week. I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. Um, love the Mile High Stadium. That's a great stadium. I know it's it's a uh, it's interesting because we're living in a world now where all of this controversy is going on everywhere else. You know, we've talked about those issues in the last uh, you know like forty minutes of the show here, and then we actually also have uh, a, a, an NFL where the Broncos have won two games and yeah. the Steelers are, are one and one. Are you I, shocked? I am flabbergasted. Really? I'm blown away. Well, I could have told you that this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I was actually really shocked last week when both the Steelers and Kansas City lost their games and the Broncos are 2-0. and I was like, what world does this happen in? Because I don't think it's happened in a long time. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. I think Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> looks really good. Um, I, I've been talking to a few people this week and they were like, oh, just wait for the real Teddy Bridgewater will come out. And I'm like, I think this is the real Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. I think now that he's in a system where he can thrive, mm-hmm. I mean, he he hasn't done anything to me that seems like that can't be sustainable. Right. I mean, there's a couple of there was a couple of key plays where he was able to extend the play that he should have either been sacked or had to throw it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like he can't do that consistently. But as far as his throwing, as far as his timing, as far as you know, the amount of points we're putting up, I think it's a very, it's a formula that can be very consistent. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think that uh, the Broncos are going to be able to win it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets look awful this year. They I, do. They do. I believe they have a, a rookie quarterback and they have a, a, a new head coach. And yep. I think whenever you combine those things, I think uh, the I think the Cleveland Browns are a good example <laughs> of why you don't combine those things in a single yeah. season. Uh, but yeah, so I, they, they are definitely a mess this year. I, I think uh, I think Broncos are going to easily have this. I'm actually I'm going to predict that the Jets go scoreless. I'm, I'm going to predict that right, a shootout. Predict that the Jets the, the 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 yeah it could be a shootout shutout. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe the 
that Haitians will be there and the Border Patrol will have their whips out. So, <laughs> oh my um, but so <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting that the Jets actually go scoreless and that I, I would like to see the Broncos actually hit a 28. Oh, 28. 28-0. 28-0. That's my wild prediction. Those are my wild numbers this week. And the Steelers looked terrible last week. We had, uh, you know, a messy offense. Uh, Defense fell really flat. And uh, unfortunately, I think that that was caused a lot by the fact that T.J. Watt, uh, who was kind of limited all week in practice, uh, from a groin injury, he was out. Uh, I will actually played about like I don't know three snaps or something, and then he mm-hmm. was out. So mm-hmm. he was out for most of the game, and that really left our defense kind of uh, looking pretty shallow. And unfortunately, he's actually out again this week, and so is Alex Highsmith. So oh, that's okay. really going to put uh, a damper in our uh, in our our defense because really Alex Highsmith replaced Bud Dupree, mm-hmm. and so now we have no Bud Dupree. We have no Alex Highsmith, you know, because Bud Dupree, we obviously we did not carry him over into the season, um, but now we have no Alex Highsmith in in that position and we have no uh, T.J. Watt. So I think our defense is going to probably struggle again this week. Luckily, we're playing the Bengals, and uh, the Bengals, uh, even though they're usually kind of pretty physical games, the, the Bengals have not been looking so hot uh, the last couple of years. So, you know, maybe it'll give us a chance to kind of um, play mm-hmm. <laughs> this week. Uh, last week did not go over well, and I'd really like to see uh, Ben take a little more control of the offense this week. Yeah. It seems like when uh, the coaches kind of let him have his way that we we make things happen and we make them happen quickly so mm-hmm. i'd like to see them give ben a little more freedom uh with the play calling and stuff so uh, hopefully yeah i mean know. honestly like I, I feel like one of the reasons why broncos had so much success with peyton manning was because we just let him control the offense yeah yeah and, and i you feel see like that with the veteran quarterbacks yeah, yeah right. i think i feel like ben needs to be able to you know, get into his own rhythm mm-hmm. and not have to worry about, okay, this is our game plan, this is our formula, this is our game script. I think the Steelers are uh, finding themselves in the same place that they were last year where they right. just stuck to a game script and they were afraid to deviate from it. Yeah, and I, and I think that when it comes to working with your veteran quarterbacks, I think that that can be actually a really negative thing. And mm. I think that you see that across the board. I think it, uh, those game plans work really well when you have young quarterbacks who you're developing um, and you're really working on their skills. But when you get those quarterbacks who are, are more developed, those veteran quarterbacks, yeah. then being able to audible uh, from, from, uh, you know, from the actual field, I think that that makes a big difference in the game. Gameplay. And you can see that you can actually see the momentum and the tides change when they allow Ben to to do a lot yeah. of that. So I, I would like to see more of that this week. I was pretty disappointed last week that we kind of we saw a very scripted game and it was not yeah. a well scripted game right. by any means. Even so, if you give you know. uh, even if you give Ben two plays every every down, say, hey, Ben, here's two plays. You pick mm-hmm. one. I mean, yeah. I feel like that that would give him the freedom to read the read the defense and be able to you know okay uh, i know that this player is on fire right now we have a really good connection right now i i can pick this play that would you know put him in a good spot and stuff like that i feel like that would that would make for that way you can have a game plan you can have a game script and also give freedom to your quarterback who yeah. has won two Super Bowls. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, and not to not to dilly-dally on the Steelers or anything, but Deontay Johnson is actually also out. So, oh, really? so we're missing we're missing some key players really on our defense and our offense. So it'll be, um, I think it's probably going to be a tough game because it is a divisional game. Dang, I have game. him in my fantasy. Yeah. He's out? Oh, yeah, man. he's out uh, knee injury. So um, hopefully he's he didn't practice all week. So hopefully uh, it's not it's not too serious. Um, but, yeah, so the the – the game is, I'm sure, going to be a hard-fought game, yeah. but I think that we can still, you know, we can still come away from that with a win. Um, and it's a home game, so hopefully that'll kind of, you know, give the Steelers a little yeah. more momentum. I'm going to say, so. I'm going to say, 17 to 10 Steelers. Okay. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Oh well, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode, hopefully and you're uh, still here. <laughs> hopefully you're still here. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully you have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>